Hello to all the listeners out there today. Welcome to another episode of On the Bubble, a tall boy sports and entertainment podcast. I'm your host, Brennan Sanders, and I hope you're all having a good one. Sit back, grab a tall boy, and enjoy. So to all those listening out there today, you guys will have this podcast episode of On the Bubble presented by Tallboy Sports and Entertainment on Thursday, February 3rd. Um, like to get out on Wednesday. Didn't get a chance to really get the podcast done yesterday. So kind of just pushed it off uh, to today, which right now it is by today. I mean, 2.13 a.m. on the 3rd of February, so Thursday. <clears throat> yeah, so let's jump into it. I had a couple things planned out for this episode to talk about. Um, and for the first time um, in this podcast's history, I would like to get to some bubble talk because we are on the bubble after all. So towards the end of the show, I would love to finally dive into some bracketology, look at the bubble since we're finally starting to see where teams are kind of lining up, what teams are frauds, what teams are actually, you know, good. Um, separating the pretenders from the contenders, if you will. But yeah, over the weekend, we had the big 12 sec challenge. Um, I know that's a, what, three, four days ago, five days ago now, almost. But, uh, yeah, SEC Big 12 Challenge, you got your – we have this every year. Um, this year, the uh, – who, who won it this year? I can't even remember off the top of my head. Why am I drawing a blank? I believe it was the SEC stole at 6-4. Um, let me just clarify this again real quick. Going through, going through, serious history. SEC did take it 6-4 um, this year. And, you know, it's – you got your Auburns of the world. You've got your your Alabamas. That's I don't know if Alabama's a good example to use because Alabama is the most bipolar team in America, as you guys may recall if you've listened to any of my previous episodes of this podcast. Um, you have your Kentuckys of the world. You have your Floridas of the world, who this year again very inconsistent. But all in all, the SEC is you know decent conference. Tennessee, how could I forget about them? Big 12, I mean, Iowa State, shocked everyone. You got Baylor, Kansas, Texas Tech. rest of the conference, I mean, Texas, solid team. But it, this felt like a pretty even challenge, if you will. Um, but yeah, LSU against TCU. Um, that game was one of the earlier games. I believe that was the first game at noon of the challenge. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Noon. It started at noon. LSU falls to TCU by nine and <clears throat> LSU has kind of been in a free fall. Um, as of late, they actually just lost to like Ole Miss. What was it last night? I believe that was, um, yeah, last night, I think LSU, I don't know what's going on with them. They had, they kind of had an excuse there for a minute with the injury to Xavier Pinson. Um, he returned against TCU. He kind of played in like some limited minutes, but really, I, I don't know. I good defensive team, very good defensive team. Um, 
freaking uh, Tari Eason, great player. Off the, off the bench, no less. Guy gives you 16 points a game. And it, it, I don't know. It's... It, LSU is an interesting team. They remind me a lot of Florida. I know Florida has been really inconsistent this year. They've kind of been, they're looking like a team that might finish on the outside looking in when it's all said and done, unfortunately. Like tonight, they barely squeaked by Missouri, but LSU is just kind of like, you watch LSU. The LSU, Florida, and Alabama all kind of remind me of like the same exact teams. They, they all kind of like, gel in together from that conference because Bama inconsistent offense very hard to watch sometimes LSU looking inconsistent offense very hard to watch sometimes and then there's Florida inconsistent and offense very tough to watch sometimes but this was not a matchup I expected LSU to really lose they went in as three only three point favorites against TCU I haven't I'm not gonna lie, I haven't watched much of TCU this year so they were 13 and four going into the game um but they took they take down LSU by nine and yeah they up nine and a half and didn't really hold back <coughs> sorry <clears throat> battling somewhat of a cold go figure with me um Auburn and Oklahoma this one not even close. Auburn just continues to just, they don't lose. This team is just, they got that number one spot in America and they have not stopped. They have just kept going. And this team is just, it's scary. It is, it is a scary team. I mean, Jabari Smith and freaking Walker Kessler are your big men. Team is deep. Yeah. I mean, great. Auburn, Best team in the conference at the moment, easily. In the SEC, that is. Oklahoma, one of those teams, Porter Moser, first year. He's there's been some bright spots. They've lost a few close games. They played Baylor really close the first time. It'll be some growing pains. I mean, I think he'll figure it out there um down in Oklahoma, but just look completely outmatched in this one. Auburn takes that so at this point we're tied 1-1 in the series next game this one's just not even the I I believe they go based off of the previous years like standings where everyone kind of finished I mean that would only make sense so Missouri kind of got an unfair draw having to face Iowa State because you know Iowa State last year was just terrible but at the same time Missouri last year was a tournament team so I don't know I don't know how the seeding process works but anyway Missouri gets Iowa State, and this matchup just isn't even. <coughs> Sorry for that again. Um, just not even competitive again. I mean, at half it was it was close, but like you were watching that game, just waiting for the wheels to fall off on Missouri, knowing they probably weren't going to keep up, and they couldn't. Their foul shooting didn't really save help them either. I mean, they shot what nine nine of eighteen at the line. Missouri's a mess. I they are a, a big mess. Um, this game doesn't shock me at all. Iowa State continues their just like out of nowhere like type resurgence. Like this team won what two games last year, and now they basically replace their whole team is just transfers. Isaiah Brockington, Gabe Kalsher. I mean, I I am I'm very shocked. 
at how well Isaiah or um sorry Iowa State has performed this year, but you know that's college basketball. That's that's how it works. I mean, one season, I guess one season you are at the lowest of the lows, and you bring in a whole new team, and I guess that, I guess that happens. One of the crazier turnarounds I've ever seen, but that's besides the point. Iowa State easily takes care of Missouri, not even a contest. Arkansas, West Virginia. Now, this one feel, felt like an even matchup going into it. West Virginia has been very inconsistent this year, offensively just kind of inept at times. Arkansas also, like, you know, Arkansas, they're decent, I guess. I mean, right? Came into the season ranked. They haven't really lived up to the expectations. Eric Musselman and the team hasn't really, you know, repeated the success of last year. But, yeah, I expected Arkansas to win this game going into it. Um, <clears throat> West Virginia actually the other day, what was it, yesterday or two days ago, um, took Baylor down to the wire at Baylor. But West Virginia just kind of, yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely expected Arkansas to come out on top, especially on their home court in this one. So what does that make it at this point? That makes it 2-2 in the series. So looking looking pretty even through the first four games of this Big 12 SEC Challenge. Baylor and Bama. Now this one, it shocks me, but it doesn't shock me at the same time. Because as I've mentioned and as I've ranted about, Alabama is just so damn bipolar. One second they're losing to Georgia or Missouri. The next, they're beating freaking Gonzaga and Baylor, the two teams in the national championship from last year. Just makes... <laughs> they handle Baylor. They 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 shot the ball very well. Offense looked good. I know I mentioned earlier their offense usually looks is very tough to watch, but this time around, Alabama did what they needed to do. They come out on top. Um, <clears throat> Baylor kind of in a little bit of a rut lately. Um, they kind of, yeah, like I mentioned with with West Virginia, they just kind of struggled to get through that one. Um, they dropped that game to Oklahoma State, a game you don't lose, especially at home. Blew that lead to Texas Tech. They, they've been going through some stuff, but um, yeah, Alabama. You don't know what you're going to get with them. If you played this, t- this Alabama team, they're beating anyone, and they've proven they can beat anyone. But they can also lose to anyone, so yeah. SEC at this point up 3-2. Kansas State Ole Miss. This one, yeah, not a great matchup here. Um, I can't say I paid much attention to this one at all. Um, from what it looked like, what it sounded like, Kansas State couldn't really find the bottom of the basket. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm going to power through this. Power through this with the cough. <clears throat> but, yeah, this game... Ah. Ugly game, I guess. I like I said, didn't really pay much attention to it. Oh, add another tally to the SEC mark, I guess. Though Florida and Oklahoma State, um, two teams that were in the tournament last year, coming into the year, you would think, yeah, maybe this is a decent looking matchup, and it ended up being a good game. I mean, Oklahoma State was up big, and Florida just came charging back. Good, very good game to watch. Florida, though, as I mentioned, just very inconsistent. They cannot shoot at basketball to save their lives. And they were getting the benefit of the whistle this game. You probably will hear me mention, and you have heard me mention, 
you know, teams getting whistles a lot. Florida gets to the line a lot. The question is, are they going to be, are they going to make their shots at the line? Against Oklahoma State, they they did just that. I don't know if you recall that game earlier in the year against LSU. Got to the free throw line a crap ton. Couldn't make anything. But their offense is ugly. It, their, their offense is terrible. Like, I am... I was big on the Florida train last year. This year, it's just, I don't know. Oklahoma State, proven that without Cade Cunningham, I mean, last year was just kind of the Cade Cunningham show because it feels like they're back to where they were two years ago. But then again, two years ago, they were, I guess, a lot worse than they are now. Did take that game against Baylor, um, like, what was it, last week or whenever it was. But anyway, Florida adds another tally for the SEC. SEC is up big at this time. And it only gets bigger as Kentucky in a game I did not expect. This is one of the games I cited in the games I was looking forward to uh, this weekend. Kentucky traveling to Kansas where Bill Self has like lost how many times at home? Like dude, like a handful of times. Absolutely just destroys Kansas. Like not even, this was not a basketball game. Uh, I I had have to confirm it, but I believe it was this. It felt like it was like a wire to wire victory like they put their foot on the gas and just did not let Kansas come back. I mean, Keon Brooks had 27. Sheway did his thing, double-double machine as always. I mean, they were unstoppable. And Kentucky, I was skeptical about them, but I think in the newest rankings, the newest polls, they came out as number five. I think they're well-deserving of it. I mean, who goes into Kansas and just dominates Kansas like that? It doesn't happen. That was a crazy one. I was expecting a really good game to watch in that one. I It was fun to watch if you were a Kentucky fan, I guess. But um, anyway, Big 12, they get back on the board. Final two games already down 6-2 basically at this point. Um, Texas Tech played Mississippi State. Mississippi State's not very good. I mean, they're like a bubble team, I guess. I'm not really thrilled watching Mississippi State. They've got some solid transfers that came in, you know. Garrison Brooks, DJ Jeffries. You'd think this team, Iverson Molnar is very a very solid player too. But Mississippi State's just, uh, Texas Tech, another, another team like Iowa State, just a bunch of transfers. I mean, they got like three guys, four guys maybe from last year's team. Um, big win against Texas the other day, actually sending Chris Beard back to Lubbock. Um, that homecoming was not nice for him, but yeah, Texas Tech just obliterates Mississippi State. Mississippi State quickly playing themselves off the bubble, as a matter of fact. Um, that's kind of a you know they 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 took Kentucky to OT. Um, when was it like last week? I can't remember. That would have been a great win to have. They they let one get away against Florida too. Um, yeah, that that was not a good performance by Mississippi State. And then Tennessee and Texas in a game I actually expected Texas to win going into. Um, Texas has been, I don't really know how to describe Texas. I just mentioned how they lost to Texas Tech, uh, Chris Beard's homecoming. They're like, Chris Beard's done a good job, you know, for a first year head coach. I'll give it to him. His first year at Texas Tech was a lot more successful. I mean, this team is, Texas is, you know, solid. They're not a team I necessarily want to go to and play. But, like, they also haven't, you know, really beaten anyone this year. They don't scare me. They're not, like, terrifying. I mean, 
I'd have to go through it, but like, well, this would be their first quad one win of the year, I guess. And Tennessee, it, they're that type of team that like they beat you with defense, but offensively, it's just like they beat themselves so badly sometimes. And this was no different in this game. Texas actually shot the ball 54%, but like just giving so many second chance opportunities to Tennessee kept a minute. <clears throat> but in the end, Texas does pull it out by the skin of their teeth. They get that marquee when they jump back in the top 25, probably going to fall back out of the top 25 again after that performance against Texas Tech. But yeah, the SEC pretty much, they handle the Big 12 pretty easily. Um, there were some matchups in here that were like, I mean, that when Bama stole that one against Baylor, it was it pretty much felt like that's where the the event was going. Well, yeah, I know it's a bit of a late recap. I really wanted to talk about it, though. Still got to it. The SEC Big 12 Challenge was a fun one to watch. All right, if you guys follow the TikTok, which I'm assuming you guys do if you are listening to this, um, I went on a rant. I might have gone on a rant before this, too, but I know I at least have gone on one rant about the ACC. This conference, for a Power 5 conference, is truly pitiful. I think I would prefer to watch the Missouri Valley. In fact, I think I 100% would because you know what? Tonight, I was literally sitting down in my spare time watching the Drake Bulldogs take on the Indiana State Sycamores. Great game, by the way. Um, And well, for Drake because I love Drake, but that's besides the point. Yeah, there's. I'm, I'll say right now, there's conferences I rather watch than the ACC, like mid-major conferences, like the American. I people who know me know I I have this weird thing for the American conference. I know they're not like the most talented conference at all, and Houston kind of runs it over there. But like just the way they play, it's like slugfest after slugfest. I, I kind of like that. I would rather sit down and watch the Missouri Valley. I'd love to watch Loyola play, Missouri State play, Drake play. And I'd like to watch the American. I'd like to watch, I can't say Memphis. Memphis is hard to watch. Houston. I love watching Houston. But that brings me to the whole point of this rant. The ACC is, I, oh, man, okay. I, I, I think I've made it clear at some point in this podcast. I, I, you know, partake in sports betting, especially at the college basketball uh, level. Love betting on college basketball. Uh, Notre Dame took on uh, – they won tonight, by the way, against Miami. <laughs> Go figure, right? Miami lost to Notre Dame. Um, Duke and Notre Dame, it was on Monday this week. Going into that game – Honestly, I expected a good one. You know, Notre Dame, when they're hot, I watched them against Louisville just, like, not miss a three. Like, actually, if I can get a number here, yeah, here it is. 15 of 23 from three. They shot 63% as a team total from the field. Like, Notre Dame's got some... They got some players on this team. Prentice Hub is just getting going, too. Like, as of late, he was... At the beginning of the year, he was not... Looking all that great. Dane Goodwin, Cormac Ryan. Nor- they got some good team or good players. So anyway, 
I throw my money on Duke or on Notre Dame. Got some good intel. I like the bet a lot because you know I also don't love Duke that much. And you know it's on the road, rowdy crowd in South Bend. <laughs> One of the worst basketball games I've seen, and I don't. I think I was more more disappointed in the product on the court watching such a sham, such a disappointment, such a ugly basketball game as I was to lose the money I had on that game. Cause it, 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 by halftime, it was like a 14 point game and Notre Dame had 14 points and they had already blown like four wide open. I kid you not like four wide open layups. Like that's how bad it was at that point. I was just like, I, th- I don't know what's worse. Me throwing money on Notre Dame or just like this basketball game as a, it's this game was a travesty in general. Duke pulls it out 57 to 43. Oh my. It was so bad. It was so bad. Paul Atkinson Jr. for Notre Dame had 14 of their 43. And as a team, they only made like 17 shots, which I'm actually, I'm looking at the box score now. I'm shocked they made that many because it did not feel like that. He was the only guy with a pulse on offense. He went 7 to 15. He probably saved their percentage because I'm, I'm looking at it now. Nate Lashewski, 1 for 5. Um, Freaking Blake Wesley, 3 for 15. Um, Dane Goodwin, 0 for 7. Prentice Hub went back to his struggling ways, 2 for 9. Cormac Ryan, the sniper, 1 for 6. Oh, my. I didn't even realize it was this bad. What were they? Outside of Atkinson, they were like 4, 6. Seven, eight, nine, ten for like ten for eight, nine, ten, nineteen, twenty six, forty one, fifty. Oh my lord, they were like ten for sixty or ten for fifty. I'm sorry. Outside of that, that's just what a pitiful performance. That that game sent me over the edge because all year I've. I've kind of been on this ACC is bad train and I have a good friend named Craig who I hope to get on the show um, at some point. Um, watching a lot of college basketball. He, he agrees. This is, this is like a really shitty conference, North Carolina. I mean, you look at the records. Yeah. The records aren't bad. Like Duke 18 and three, Notre Dame 15 and seven, Miami 16 and six, UNC 16 and six, Wake Forest, even at 18 and five. Once you get past like those teams, the the whole conference is just pathetic. I, how Duke lost to Florida State is laughable. Virginia, Tony Bennett, I don't. You got to change your offense, change change the way you coach, man. Because I'm a big Tony Bennett guy, but that's not working anymore. Syracuse, bad. Louisville, bad. Chris, so bad. Chris Mack left them midseason. Clemson, go figure, bad. Always bad. Boston College, terrible. Virginia Tech, surprisingly, just not good this year at all. Pitt. Of course, at the bottom of the ACC where they belong, NC State, Trash, and Georgia Tech all the way down there. But even like the top teams here, like Miami, like Miami is what the third best team tied for second in the conference. Miami, the Miami Hurricanes, Jim Laranega in Miami is the best team or second best team in the ACC. Notre Dame. Yeah, they can, they got snipers on this team. I get that. And I know they beat Kentucky early this year too. Big win for them. I mean, I can. I think Notre Dame will get in the tournament. Yeah, but like 
this team also, if I remember correctly, they almost lost to to Howard, no? And I'm actually looking through their resume now. I, I know for a fact they almost lost to Howard. That was a close one. I mean, they got that Kentucky win, but outside of that, what what is what am I supposed to be impressed here with Notre Dame? Like, you, know, you beat Georgia Tech by four in overtime. Oh, you lost to Virginia Tech. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Miami, as I mentioned, you know, whatever. UNC, they've been, I guess, disappointing. I mean, first-year head coach, Hubert Davis, it's like a transition. I get it, but, like, do these guys play freaking defense? Like, do they play defense? I know they can score the ball, but, like, even that they won a game recently against NC State. Like, they put up 100, but they still, like, they gave up 80. Like, that's a lot. They gave up, like, 98 to Wake Forest, 85 to Miami. Does UNC even try to play defense? Should have lost to Louisville in overtime um, the other day. Just like a pathetic show. Caleb Love should have been shot for that. I'm sorry. That might have been a little graphic. The mistake he made at the end of regulation, the whole reason they even went to overtime in the beginning, or to begin with, hysterical. (laughs) And Caleb Love went three for 18 (laughs) from the field. Man. Um, I have a friend, who, uh, Nick Lone, who actually I do the Tall Boy Bets podcast with. Big UNC guy. He's been trying to get me on the Caleb Love train. I used to make a lot of fun, make fun of Caleb Love a lot. This this guy's just kind of a brick, and he's kind of reverted. He's gotten better from last year, believe it or not, shooting thirty eight percent from the field. But North Carolina, like, oh no, like, am I scared of North Carolina? Like, wow. Yeah, I'm terrified of them. And Wake Forest, they're not proven yet. Uh, Wake Forest, like the team that barely beat Oregon State at the beginning of the year. The team that struggled to put the Virginia Military Institute away. The team that struggled to put Charlotte away. Oh, I mean, come on. Like, Wake Forest is not as good as their record indicates. And just like I said, Virginia, not a good team. I love Tony Bennett, but they are terrible. Not a good team. It's ugly offense compounded with a defense that if you can hit threes against Virginia, which sorry, Tony Bennett, the pack line defense, I know it's designed to, you know, kind of force teams to shoot threes because that's the lower percentage shot, I guess. But like teams make threes now, like the whole philosophy is, yeah, beat us from three. But you know what? Even Syracuse, I know Syracuse sucks. They're going to beat you from three. They're, Buddy Bayheim will just start jacking threes and hitting them. Duke, same thing. They'll kill you down low. They'll kill you from three. You play the best teams in America, they're going to beat you from three. Syracuse, that brings me to Syracuse. Good segue into Syracuse, I guess. I, I don't even know what to say about Syracuse. I don't, I've never liked Syracuse. Just They just feel like a pickup team rolling the balls out. Oh, go run a 2-3 zone, Jim's, Jim Bayheim says. And then they just kind of like rely on one or two guys every year to just get them every bucket. There's no fluidity on offense. (coughs) Louisville, as I said, just a mess of a team. Chris Mack literally said, like, fuck you, I'm out of here. Middle of the year, sorry for the language. Clemson, uh, Clemson, they usually disappoint, it feels like. And then the rest of the conference, just your general bottom of the barrel. So, and... 
let me just say, if Duke doesn't win, the, I'm not a big guy on. I'm not big on Duke this year. Like they're number nine in America. Like they're a solid team. I'll give it to them. Like they they've got talent. They've got all that. They beat Gonzaga earlier this year. I mean, albeit it felt like a little rigged on their side, which we've I've seen quite a few games this year where Duke gets in a very odd amount of foul calls where they get, let me rephrase, where Duke gets a very large number of foul calls as opposed to the team they're playing. But that's besides the point. Duke is still a good team. Don't not try and take anything away from them. But if Duke does, they are clearly the best team in this conference. If they don't pull this conference out of their butt, they play UNC on Saturday, which is going to be, you know, always electric. Great, great rivalry. I fully expect Duke to win just because I can't stand UNC. I mean, I usually love Duke, but this year it's, I just, I can't get behind him. I mean, this whole conference sucks. That's the whole point of this rant. I just wanted to go on this rant, get it out of the way. The ACC is the worst Power Five conference. I would take the Missouri Valley over this conference any day. Even the Atlantic 10. Give me Davidson. Davidson in this conference probably is number. I think Davidson in the ACC is up there with Duke. If not ahead of Duke. Nah, okay. Now we're, now we're a little, getting a little ahead of ourselves. Davidson would be in the thick of things here in this conference. Now that I think about it, in the Atlantic 10 as a whole, eh, I don't know. Forget I was about to go down a different road. <clears throat> but, yeah, Davidson. Died. <laughs> Put them in the ACC. I'm sure they do just fine. If it was the beginning of the year, I would have said the bon- St. Bonnie, St. Bonaventure Bonnies, but they've fallen off. But I'm getting off topic. Moral of the story here, the ACC sucks. And if Duke doesn't win it, Shame on you. But knowing it's Coach Hayes last year and seeing a lot of games in which, as I mentioned, the refs really seem to just love blowing the whistle for Duke. Um, I think they win the ACC and some we're going to see some crazy run from Duke. I can already see it. But anyway, moral of the story, as I said, the ACC blows. So it is February now. We have just started this great month meaning we are, what, a month away from the madness that is March. And it would be a crime not to discuss the NCAA tournament field and, of course, the bubble, because we are, in fact, out in the bubble. Um, So, yeah, I love bracketology. I usually keep up with it all year. Really started to look into it recent, more recently because, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we finally kind of see who's that team, who's not, you know, contenders, pretenders, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I want to start start with the number one seeds, I guess. Um, I'm not going to run through this whole entire thing. I guess I'll kind of look through, kind of rattle off some teams um, where they are if it's fairly ranked. Um, but yeah. Number one seed, obviously, Auburn. Like, you have to throw them there. Just 20-1 and one or whatever they are now. They don't. They can't stop winning. Um, They're slated to take on either Miami or Oklahoma. I haven't looked too much into Oklahoma's resume. Uh, I just got done ranting about Miami 
right now. They Lenardi has Miami as the AQ automatic qualifier out of the ACC. Um, unless I'm mistaken, that means he has Miami winning the ACC. Interestingly enough, I guess um that's that is very interesting. So he has Miami ranked eighth as an eight seed based on the idea that they are an automatic qualifier. I know they beat Duke. I'm not too sure what else Miami has done this year. I mean, I mean the the record it, it looks pretty on paper, but like, are they that team? I mean, they're going to be on the bubble. Like they're going to be around that eight nine line. That's about what I imagine with Miami. So that doesn't shock me. I guess Oklahoma is the one that kind of shocks me here because I I'm not too sure what were what is Oklahoma necessarily done this year. They have beaten Iowa State at home. Um, they beat Arkansas at home at the time that looked like a great win. They beat Florida at home at the time that looked like a great win. I mean, like 13 and 9, sixth in the Big 12. Uh, they lost to, oh, that's a bad loss, too. They lost to Butler at home. I'm a little confused by this. How is Oklahoma a nine? Uh, that win again, they lost at TC, uh, TCU's, I guess, pretty decent. I can't hold that up. Above their head. Um, lost to them twice, actually. Big game coming up here against Oklahoma State on the 5th, so that would be on Saturday. Cannot afford to lose to that Oklahoma State team. Oklahoma, I'm a little shocked to see them in the field there at 9. I I was I was not expecting to see Oklahoma there. I just don't think they've really done any, like, it's like a, what, four games above 500, no real quality wins unless I missed something I Oklahoma's never really jumped off the picture out of the, off the paper to me this year um anyway Miami and o- Oklahoma that's uh interesting I think Oklahoma you could definitely see them either slip or just completely rise in this thing because I I guess I feel like not the nine seeds are ceiling but like that's beside I won't argue with Joe Lenardi this is the Midwest reason, region by the way Illinois at five, way too low. Let me say it right now. Illinois is better than a five seed. They should be three, two. As a Michigan fan, I truly don't like Illinois. Their fans are, I I don't get them. But Brad Underwood has made questionable comments too. But my unbiased opinion watching Illinois, that Illinois and Purdue are the two best teams in the Big Ten, most complete teams. They tonight just destroyed, I guess, if you want to call it destroyed, eliminated any threat of Wisconsin defeating them. So they got a big win tonight. Illinois should be higher. And, they, oh, yeah, they beat MSU recently, too, at home. Without Coburn and without Curbelo, Illinois needs to be higher. And then they have – this never ends up happening. You, It's always the 11s that end up getting in the first four to see who plays in the first round technically. <clears throat> but he's got Joe Lenardi has Florida and Wyoming at the 12. Now this Wyoming one. So the last four in, these are two of the last four teams in Wyoming. One I love, they got a big win this weekend against their rivals, Colorado state. They needed, they couldn't lose that game. Like that was huge. And they struggled with air force on the road. Couldn't afford to lose that. They're really only really 
blemishes this year. What they lost at Boise State, which I'm assuming they're going to be in this bracket somewhere too, because Boise State's very solid. Got killed at Arizona, but you know it's Arizona's like solid. Like I can't hold that above their head. And then that ro- that road loss at Stanford does hurt a little bit. Um, not not a terrible loss though. But really, when I'm looking here, what I'm looking for here from Wyoming. I like Wyoming a lot. Hunter Maldonado, Maldonado, Graham E.K., guys like that. They need to beat Boise State at home. They they have their next two games are great opportunities to pick up some quality wins. You beat Boise State, who, I'm a, like I said, I haven't seen the rest of the bracket. I'm assuming they're in the field as well. You beat Boise State, another fellow tournament team. You ha- I mean, especially after they beat you already, you have to beat them. Then you on the road at Fresno State, another team. I don't think they're on the bubble or anything, Fresno State, but they're a very solid team. I think with that, that wouldn't be two quad one wins. I don't know. Would those be quad one wins? Definitely quad two. Yeah, definitely quad two at least, both of those. Pick up two quad two wins, throw them on the resume. You also get Colorado State at Colorado State later on. And you get San Diego State too. So Wyoming, I love, I love Wyoming. I, they are where they should be. They are in the last four in category conversation, and the, you know they just take care of business these next few games. I think again they cannot lose the next two. Like they have to. It, they have to beat Boise. They, I, I it feels kind of like a letdown game, and it would be a bad time for a letdown game because Boise is the best team in this conference, in my opinion. Just watch Boise State. They they shoot very well. Boise and Wyoming, that'll be a great one to look out for. Florida, I mean, I've given my opinion on Florida during the SEC Big 12 Challenge segment. I'm not necessarily big on these guys. I, I'm not too familiar with the resume necessarily. I'm looking at it right now. Nothing. Just uh, like, what am I supposed to be impressed by? They beat Ohio State. That, uh, that was a good win. They stole one from Ohio State on the road. That's right now. That is their big win on the resume. I guess they lost at Maryland. Not a great loss to have. Um, aside from that, oh, they lost at Ole Miss too. Not a good loss either. See, like, I mean, I guess like how is Oklahoma like at the nine, but then Florida's at like the last four in like. <clears throat> It's, it sounds eerily similar to like Oklahoma's resume. I I don't I don't love Florida this year, but I guess the bubble is. I haven't seen the rest of the bubble. I guess that's fitting. But whatever. Um, four seeds in this region. Um, Providence. Lo, Providence is if, sounds about right. Four. Providence is a good team. I don't have an issue with that. Vermont at thirteen. Also don't have an issue with that. Great. They could end up getting to a twelve at some point. No issue with that seating from Joe Lenardi. Six Xavier. Eight, six, seven. Yeah, no, that's that's about where I expected um, <coughs> to see um, Xavier. Definitely a very solid team out of the Big East. That, I, I, I can get with that. Um, North Carolina at an 11 seed. I believe he has them as a last four bye. And... I, I'm okay with this too. Like this is like again, like it's a, it's they feel a lot like Oklahoma and Florida. The difference is Oklahoma and Florida kind of have that one marquee win on their resume. 
UNC doesn't really have a marquee win. They just don't have any bad losses. And like, given the fact that they started the season ranked, like that kind of helps them. I feel like, but like if they steal this game against Duke on what is it the on Saturday, they should be firmly in. Given they don't lose to like Pittsburgh or something or like freaking Georgia Tech down the road, North Carolina on the bubble. Yeah, that's about where I expect them. Three seed Michigan State. Again, can't really have any issue with that. I think Michigan State's a good team. I don't think they're a great team. I don't think they're like this is like a Final Four type Izzo team or anything. I think like get to the second weekend, Sweet Sixteen. That's that's about where they're at. Um, Andy Katz actually said that same exact thing on the uh, the Big Ten show, whatever it was on BTN. But <clears throat> Michigan State three C. Don't have any issue with that. Jacksonville State, I'm not too familiar with Jacksonville State at all. They're at the 14. USC 7. See, now this is a good seed here for USC. I like USC here at 7. Because you, you look at a lot of casuals. will look at USC and be like, oh, they're number 19 in the nation. 7 seed is very fitting for, for this team. And honestly, like, if you really look at their resume, it's really not much different than, like, freaking UNC's. They have that one win at San Diego State, but, like, do they even have a quad one win besides that? Like, I'd have to look into it, but they lost to Stanford twice. They struggled to beat Oregon State, got blown out by Oregon. I I, I am not on the USC train. They start off the season, what, 12-0? and They start off, they had a great start to the year, but, like, just they haven't beaten him. I love the seven seed from Lenardi. It, but it it's just weird seeing them at seven and then seeing some of these other teams, the way he has them lined up. I don't really understand. But USC, yes, I don't care if they're number 19 in the nation. Seven is a perfect spot for USC. Now, 10, we have another Mountain West team. And see, like, he has Colorado State kind of, like, firmly in right now. But, like, is Colorado... I... Uh, I'm looking through the resume. They got some nice wins here, actually. St. Mary's, Mississippi State, another tournament team they took care of. Um, they did beat Creighton at Creighton, kind of manhandled them. They got some decent wins on here. I mean, nothing really stands out. Like, they haven't beaten any ranked team or anything. They're kind of on a little bit of a skid right now. That game against UNLV when Bryce Hamilton dropped 45 on them. It wasn't pretty. That game against Wyoming was great. Didn't come out on that one, but... <clears throat> on top of that one. And they got another tough game coming up here. Um, what would it be? Friday against San Diego State. Um, San Diego State's no pushover. Colorado State, a 10. I, I, this ranking, this seeding right now for Colorado State is more based on where they started the season, I feel like. I mean, they're 16 and three. So on paper, the resume looks pretty, but like they need to win against San Diego State here. San Diego State is. One of their three losses this year. They blew them out earlier this year. Need to bounce back there. Colorado State loses that game. Uh, they're probably finding that they might find themselves closer to the outside than in themselves. Kansas, too. No problem with that. Longwood, 15. I, again, don't know much about Longwood. But that wraps up the Midwest region. Some questionable seedings. Um, Oklahoma at, like, nine. Um, I didn't really understand. Illinois is too low. 
North Carolina and Florida. I mean, I guess they're on the bubble. Yeah. So uh, really the big ones here, like even Miami, like eight's a little high, I think for Miami, they should be like in the 10, nine area, but is what it is. USC loved that one too. The East region out in Philadelphia, Purdue at one, by the way, this is as of February 1st, I believe. So this is subject to change, especially this weekend. And it's currently February 3rd. Purdue at one. Can't even complain. Colgate at 16. Now, Colgate, I'll say right now, 16. uh, I mean, you look at their record. It's not very good. They're below 500. They were battling some injuries early on in the year. This team was in the tournament last year, and a lot of people predicted they would take down. Who was it? Arkansas they played? And they looked like for a second they might, but Colgate's kind of like I'm not saying they're going to upset Purdue. If they got a 16 seed and they do come out of the Patriot, which I expect them to, because from what I've seen, Colgate definitely is the best team in that conference. Colgate's a wagon. Let me get that out of the way, actually. Love Colgate. Nellie Cummings. Uh, freaking Jack Ferguson. Freaking what's his like? They're a good team. 16. I'm, I'm shocked. I, 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 think, I, I think we'll see Colgate around the 15 by when it's all said and done, because you're going to have conference winners that shouldn't have won it. Colgate will at least be a 15. I'm I'm okay with the 16, I guess. I can't, I don't really pay care too much about those really lower seeds. TCU, not really familiar with TCU this year. Um, They're 14 and like 14 and four. They've been good. I mean, Lenardi has them as an eight. Um. They got that win against LSU, a reeling LSU team, one at Iowa State. Yeah, they, this isn't a bad resume. I mean, I'd say eight is a reasonable spot for them. <coughs> they did lose to Santa Clara by 20. Oh, Santa Clara is a good team, though. I mean, not a loss you want to have on your resume necessarily, but like, I, not a terrible loss in my opinion. Yeah, not, a, not really. I. TCU eight, yeah, that's honestly not bad. I I can see that. Now they they're matched up with St. Mary's as the nine in this region, which to me, I usually love St. Louis or uh, St. Mary's. Randy Bennett, I love the way they play. I mean, they're just they like to grind it out. They usually have a guy who is you know, he goes out and kind of just does everything for them. Matthias Toss is, I guess, they're more balanced this year. They don't really have, like, a guy guy, you know what I'm saying, which is kind of, like I said, different for them. But, yeah, um, St. Mary's, I mean, I'm looking at their resume. They won at Notre Dame, which is probably a quad one win. Beat Oregon, which is starting to look much better because Oregon's finally figuring it out. Um, Lost at Colorado State. Can't be mad about it. That's a quad one loss. Lost to San Diego State. Not a bad loss, but not, you know, a great one at home. At BYU, tough L. I mean, they don't have any bad, like, oh, that win against San Francisco. That was a big win for them because that was a battle, basically, of two the WCC might get like three, four teams in this year. I mean, it's it's a decent conference. Um, St. Mary's at nine. I don't have too much of an issue with this. They have they have a better resume than some teams like UNC, in my opinion. I mean, don't have any really bad loss. I don't know. 
St. Mary's, I think, is a bubble. Yeah, they're a bubble team. I don't know. Nine might be a little high. I, I don't know. I don't know. But St. Mary's, as long as they don't have, pull off, have any bad losses here, maybe steal a game against, like, BYU. I don't know if they play them again. They can get in, for sure. Marquette, okay, so we move to the five. Marquette, five. Way too low. Marquette needs to, needs to be moved up. Just beat Villanova again tonight pretty easily. They need to be higher. They need to be, they might be a top three seed when it's all said and done. I think Marquette at five, way too low. They've gone through the gauntlet in the Big East. They've beaten everybody. They are the best team in that conference. Five, way too low. And it would kind of suck if they did get the five. It would be kind of tragic, actually, because 12, Iona out of the Metro Atlantic Conference, I believe. Metro Athletic Atlantic. I don't even know. <clears throat> the Mac with two A's. They're sitting at the 12. Rick Patino's team is solid. They beat Alabama this, earlier this year. They they are primed to upset somebody in the tournament. And wait, didn't they upset someone last year? Or am I tripping? Why am I? Iona. Iona upsetted one. Upsetted someone last year, right? Why am I drawing a blank on this? I got to check this out. Now. I'm sorry. I. I am completely dumbfounded right now. No, it was, they played Bama kind of close. That's what it was. That's what it was. And then they came back this year and actually beat Bama. Wow. Okay, yeah, no, Iona's not a team you want to face in the tournament. That team can steal a game from you. Um, They will out-physical you. For Tennessee, um, I... Yeah, that's good. Tennessee's solid. Yeah, four, five-ish. I think I think you flip-flop Marquette and Tennessee, and you're good. 13, they have Drake as the automatic qualifier in the Missouri Valley. They just beat Loyola, which was a big win, by the way. So this is basically assuming they're winning the Missouri Valley, and I'm guessing that's based on the fact that they're number one in the conference right now. I think Loyola still is the best team in that conference, but, like, Loyola arguably gets in as a at large themselves. So that would pretty much leave Drake to have to win the conference tournament. They're nothing like last year where last year they, I don't know if you remember, they got off to a really hot start. Like, I don't know how many games they won to start the year, but they got, they were ranked at one point and they were kind of like on that at large bubble all year. They did get in as an 11. They battled through some injuries, got in in the, in the uh, first four, won a game. And, yeah, Drake. We'll see what what happens there. Drake, uh, Drake thirteen. We'll see if they get in. I don't know. Texas at six. Um, that's I'd say seven six. That's not a bad spot for Texas. And they, who knows? They could really get going here. Davidson eleven. Yeah, they're like ten eleven. Honestly, a ten in my opinion. Beat Bama earlier this year. I take them over freaking UNC or Oklahoma. <clears throat> Davidson's a good team, very good team. They, they, you don't want to see Davidson in the first round. That team can shoot the ball. Oh, shooters everywhere on that team. They don't. They don't miss. Villanova three, way too high. They need to drop. Like Marquette, Villanova. No, they're not the best team in that conference. I'm sorry. They might honestly be the third best team in the Big East. And for some reason, you got the Villanova bias here. Don't love that. 
14 Wagner. Now I love Wagner. I think they'll end up 14, 13. Yeah. 13. If Wagner gets a 13, don't want to play them. They can pressure the ball. They can get at it defensively. They're not a bad team. They, I believe they beat who they beat this year earlier. So they beat VCU at VCU and they hung with Seton Hall for a little bit too at Seton Hall. Wagner, I believe they're still undefeated in conference in the NEC. Um, they're a good team. I, I like Wagner a lot. They're one of my favorite mid- majors to watch this year. Uh, seven, Indiana. Yeah, I like the seven for Indiana. I mean, seven. Yes, seven's actually a really good number. I like that. Murray State uh, gets the automatic qualifier out of the Ohio Valley. Yeah, they're probably the best team in that conference. They obliterated Belmont at Belmont. Belmont's right there too, though. That'll be interesting to see if Murray State apparently is getting a 10 if they win their conference. So, um, yeah, I, I guess I got Murray State 10. Yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly haven't watched much of Murray State this year, so I can't give a great analysis of that. Um, then two, Duke. I mean, I guess Duke. Yeah, 2, 3, C. That's fine, whatever. Princeton at the 15. I haven't really been keeping up with Princeton too much this year. Um, they looked pretty good earlier on in the year. I watched them against Minnesota in that little tournament they had. They took down um South Carolina, and then they played Rud or uh, sorry Minnesota, and they took Minnesota to OT, I believe. Uh, they've beaten a couple Power Five teams this year, two and one, um, in Power Five matchups. So Princeton, I I yeah, that that's a good 15 seed right there, but. Yeah, we'll wrap that up for the Midwest and East region, and then we'll hop into the West region here. All right, we got the West region. Um, this one, this one should be interesting because I see Boise State up here. Um, Gonzaga one, yeah, go figure. That's fine. Hawaii sixteen out of the Big West. Uh, can't say I'm too familiar with the Big West. I've watched Cal State Fullerton a little bit this year. Not a bad team. Hawaii. Every time I watch them in, on midnight at ESPN Plus, they seem to pull something out of their ass. So, I don't know. Hawaii's right now the 16. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Eight is Boise State, and Boise State is good team. Very solid team. Um, wins at Washington State. That's technically a quad one win. They started off the season pretty slow. Um, like lost to UC Irvine, lost to the Bonnie. That wasn't a bad loss at the time. Cal State Bakersfield got them. They, they had some tough losses to start the year. <clears throat> but for me, Boise State being an eight is just a little high to me. They beat Wyoming at home. I, I mean, just like good record, but like just not enough substance for me. I, I love giving mid-majors opportunities, but like I don't know if you can put Boise State as an eight. That seems a little high to me. But they do have them as the automatic qualifier right now. So I mean, if Joe does have Joe Lenardi has them winning the Mountain West, which I agree with right now. They're probably the best team in the Mountain West besides Wyoming. So I mean, maybe eight's nice. I'd say more like ten. I don't. They they got more chances for that. Mountain West will be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, nine seed playing, um, playing, sorry, why am I drawing a blank? Boise State, Arkansas, um, 
Yeah, like Arkansas came into the year ranked. They haven't really. I mean, I'm looking through the resume right now. I don't see any like bad losses. Don't necessarily see any good wins. I guess the win at LSU, that's a quad one win. But that win's slowly starting to like lose value because LSU's just stumbling and just can't stop losing right now. I don't really see any like like good wins. Like they lost to Vanderbilt at home. That's not good. They lost to Hofstra. I don't know about this Arkansas one. I I mean, they don't have any bad loss. Like I said, they started the season ranked. I it's it's so hard. You look at these where these teams are seated and you're like, oh, they should be like a 10 11. But like at the end of the day, you kind of like I say that about so many different teams. So you have to put them somewhere. Like, I don't know. Arkansas nine, I guess. I guess that's okay. I'm I'm not too familiar with Arkansas this year, but I don't remember them making much noise. And I remember that Hofstra loss. That was not good. <coughs> um so yeah, right now Arkansas nine, whatever. Five Ohio State. I like that a lot. Ohio State feels like a five team. Toledo, twelve seed out of the Mac. Love that too. Five twelve. That's a good seeding so far. Texas Tech four. Again, Joel and Ari starting to hit the nail on the head a little bit here. And then thirteen and a team I believe could honestly get up to twelve. Eh, maybe thirteen is reasonable actually. South Dakota State. You don't want to play South Dakota State. These guys. I, I brought up uh, Davidson earlier. Just this team scores. And they score in, in, in bunches. Noah Friedel. I, what's, his, what's his name? Uh, Baylor Shireman, I believe his name is. Little lefty. This team is like... Oh, I would not want to play South Dakota State. They're always kind of a team when they get in. You're kind of scared to play, I feel like. Because they're always the same team when they get in. They're just like, they're going to kill you from three. Six, LSU, they're dropping. Um, Six is fine. Keep them right there for now. (coughs) Obviously, you need to get their act together, but six is okay for me for right now. Eleven, this one's a little confusing. Um, So, basically, now I'm, it's looking like Lenardi has like four or five Mountain West teams. And what does he have? He has Colorado State in, Boise State in. Wyoming in now San Diego State am I missing someone I have gone through it like I don't know if San Diego State's really a I love San Diego State I think I I really like San Diego State but like this year like what have I they did have that blowout of Colorado State I brought that up earlier that was a big win they did win at St. Mary's good win there um aside from that I mean St. Mary, uh, home win against Colorado State's probably like a quad two win where they have one quad win on the quad one win on the year. St. Mary's, yeah, I mean, it's a decent resume. I guess you can put them on the bubble. I don't mind that, I guess. Um, bubble should be interesting for sure. Creighton, right there on the bubble as well. That's where they belong. Creighton, I they're just one of those big East teams that they'll have a lot of opportunities to steal back some games because the big East is kind of loaded this year, it looks like. So, Creighton on the bubble, that's okay. Wisconsin 3, honestly, to me, they have like four written on them. I think that's where they'll end up, I should say. Three right now is not completely blasphemous. I just think they can't keep winning all year with what they have, like the way the team is just designed. It's just Johnny Davis and everyone else. 
14 Oakland. Yeah, that's reasonable. Um, Oakland South, they won at um, Oklahoma State earlier this year, and they kind of hung around with MSU for a little bit. Uh, Jamal Kane, the Marquette transfer, very, very solid. Um, seven Iowa. See, this is seven. Or we're, we're giving Iowa seven here. Uh, I don't know if I love that. I don't think I love Iowa at the seven. Looking at the resume now, like, don't get me wrong, Keegan Murray, that team, they got talent. Jordan Mohannon, uh, McCaffrey's son, whatever his name is. They don't have, like, a, I don't know if they have a quad one win on here, do they? Their best win is what, at home versus Indiana? I don't know if you can really put Iowa here. What, I'm a seven? <coughs> win at Virginia by one? I mean... Seven. That's a little. I know their record looks nice on. Looks nice, I guess, but like seven? I'd say more like eight, nine. Nine, ten ish for Iowa. That's a little high. Seton Hall, they're all the way down to 10. They've been sputtering lately, but like honestly, if Seton Hall, I think I'd put ahead of Iowa. See, yeah, that's a little odd. Like I said, they've been struggling lately, but Seton Hall's not a bad team by any means. They beat Texas earlier this year. Um, they beat one at Michigan. That's a quad one win. Have they beaten anyone notable in the, in the Big East? I haven't really paid attention. I don't know, but it looks like they've lost like, what, four in a row. If, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're struggling. But Seton Hall, honestly, like, they're just as good as Iowa in my opinion. But okay. Two UCLA, no problem with that, honestly. Yeah. Two, that's perfect. Seattle, Seattle's a good team out of the whack. Um, they're projected to get the AQ there, but I think Grand Canyon will end up getting it out of the whack. But I wouldn't want to play anyone out of the whack this year. They they got some teams: New Mexico State, Seattle. New Mexico State's always solid. Seattle, Grand Canyon, Abilene Christian. The Southland basically merged with it. Not every team from the Southland, but they got a good majority of their teams. Um, Seattle, they got Cam Tyson from uh. Um, Houston. He, I love, I love Cam Tyson. Baylor. Okay, so now we're into the South region. Not too much issue with that West region there. Um, couple, Iowa a little high there in my opinion, but number one out of the South, Baylor. Yeah, I mean they've been struggling lately. One or two, that's fine. Uh, we didn't have Arizona at one, so that probably means Arizona's what the two. Unless did did I blow by Arizona? Oh, they have Arizona as a three. Oh, Joe, what are we doing here? Uh, Baylor at the one right now, I guess. UNC Wilmington, Norfolk State, 16. I don't really, yeah. All right, so Wake Forest, the eight. Um, Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to put Wake Forest at the eight if you're going to put, like, Miami and those teams there. But, like, I mean, Wake Forest is, uh, I don't know. I don't love Wake Forest, man. <clears throat> like, they've had some, they've escaped some, like, really bad upsets this year, and they haven't beaten anybody good. It just comes back to my whole thing about the ACC, but whatever. Like, we'll leave, whatever. Wake Forest, I guess, is good. Now, this is the one I don't like. Get BYU out of here. Please, please get BYU out of here. A nine? I know they, a big win at San Fran. Uh, wh- who are they beating? 
that BYU always they seem to just get like the they guess they won a road game at Oregon. I didn't know that was on the road. Did beat San Diego State at home. Didn't know that. Oregon, that Oregon win's starting to look a lot better, I guess. Missouri State. Oh, Missouri State's good. That that should be a quad that might be a quad one win. Oh, they won at Weber State too. Out of the big sky. Weber State's good. The more I look at this resume, it's actually not bad. Lost to Vanity's not great. Liberty at home. Liberty, great team. <coughs> um, they did beat Samuels. Okay, so uh, maybe I was a little harsh on BYU. I'm not a huge BYU guy, but they just lost to Pacific, and they blew that game at Saint Santa Clara too. So, uh, I mean, I BYU, yeah, they should be on the bubble ten seed. Maybe they're not nearly as good as their last two teams they've had. But anyway. Bama 5, most polarizing team in the league. I don't even know where to rank them, so I'm not even going to argue this one. And as the 12, they have Joe Lenardi has Chattanooga. And quite frankly, I don't know where... I don't know anything about Chattanooga out of the SoCon this year. Um, I don't know much about the SoCon at all this year, actually. So I'm just going to trust Joe on that one and move on. <coughs> Houston 4. Reasonable, very good record, but not a great, a lot of great wins. That That's reasonable. North Texas, best team in the Sun Belt. I, or sorry, Conference USA they're in, right? Oh, shoot. Why am I drawing a blank on where, which conference are they in? Conference USA. Yeah, that's what I thought. North Texas is solid. They were in the tournament last year. Uh, got that upset over Purdue, right? Yeah. North Texas, reasonable. UConn, six. Yeah, six, seven. UConn. That's pretty decent. Maybe even a. Uh, I'm I'm okay with that. San Fran eleven. So he has San Fran in as probably a last four buy. It looks like. I like San Francisco a lot. Um. I like I like them a lot. Their issue is. They don't really again just don't have the quality wins on their resume. They're good on the bubble right now. Oh, they did beat Davidson this year. That's a good win. Very good win. Um. I don't know if that's going to end up being a quad one win, but yeah, like, I don't know if San Fran's going to, they get, they get BYU technically today, (coughs) the third, so Thursday, they need, I think they need to win that because they just lost to BYU at home by two, they need that win, San Fran, they're on the bubble right now, if they lose to BYU, they're in some trouble in my opinion. Arizona three. <clears throat> Let me get this out of the way. I think Arizona's a top two team in the, in America. I know they've been slumping lately. Three, way too low, Joe. Sorry. Weber State out of the big sky at 14, playing them. Love Weber State. I've watched them several times this year. Um that's a tough conference, too. The big sky. That's a that's a tough conference this year. Um seven Iowa State. See, like, how is Iowa State seven? And then like just under like Iowa State way too low. They should be like a five, way too low. Loyola Chicago at a ten. I feel like this is probably a little biased too. It's the Loyola bias. I mean, uh, Loyola struggled against the better teams in their conference. They didn't beat Missouri State. They didn't beat Drake. I, I'm looking at their resume right now. They haven't. What am I supposed to be giving Loyola a ten seed here for? At win at San Fran, who's a bubble team. I don't, I don't really love Loyola as a 
a 10. They should be battling on the bubble as well. But I think that's a little more Loyola. Like, 10 seed versus Iowa State? Iowa State does not deserve to have to... I know Loyola's, like... Loyola should be like lower on the more on the bubble outside looking no, definitely on the inside I'd say but like I guess 10's fine whatever I'm not even gonna argue it Kentucky too perfectly fine with that and then App State out of the Sun Belt who I'm not too familiar with but <clears throat> they that's that's the 15 a couple teams didn't love where they were the some of the teams on the bubble didn't make a lot of sense, but I mean, Joe Lenari gets paid the big bucks to do that. I don't. Um, ACC had four teams projected in. Honestly, that seems a little high in my opinion. WCC also four teams. Mountain West four teams. <clears throat> Some of these teams on paper, you look at their record and you're like, yeah, that's a good record, but like, I don't, yeah. Pac-12, only three, I guess that's, yeah, that's reasonable too. Top-heavy conference, Missouri Valley, two. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I guess that's reasonable. It is what it is. First team out, he's got Westfa. Last four buys. Oh, here it is. Loyola, Seton Hall, North Carolina, San Fran. Yeah, Loyola is the last four by. Okay, so yeah, I'm okay with that. San- Loyola could should be a last four by. Last four in San Diego State, Florida. Uh, I didn't love the Florida one, but Wyoming, I, I'm okay with that. Creighton, I'm okay with that. San Diego State was, I was a little confused in San Diego State. Don't love that one. I mean, is what it is. First four out, Oregon's out right on the outside looking in. They're ready to pounce in any second, especially with teams like San Fran and Loyola ahead of them. Those teams slip up, they jump right in. Like Loyola loses a game to like say Indiana State, they're they're done. They might be done. Um Mississippi State's still on there. I Mississippi State's not making the tournament. I'm not worried about them. Florida State, I'm not worried about them either. Notre Dame. <clears throat> See like how is Notre Dame next four out like but like Wake Forest and those teams are in. Did I miss something that Notre Dame like lost a game that they shouldn't have? I'm looking at it right now. Like Boston College, not a great loss. Like they don't have any bad losses on here. And they beat Kentucky. I mean, I don't know how Notre Dame's like, there's several, several seedings here that just don't make sense to me. Notre Dame should probably be like in that last four in conversation. I put them in over Florida. Hell yeah. UAB, not too familiar with them this year. SMU. SMU's good. They got a they got some talent there. Kendrick Davis is really good. And then BCU. Um, don't see my Michigan Wolverines there, which makes a lot of sense. They get a lot of opportunities to play, get back into it. But all in all, interesting um from Joe Lenardi. And I hope to kind of make this a weekly occurrence going through this moving forward. But um I was going to give out some games I'm looking forward to this weekend, but we're over the one hour mark at this point. Um, so I think we're going to wrap it up there and I hope you all enjoy the show and I can't wait to be back next week doing it again. So from the tall boy headquarters, have a good one.